0: Hello, and welcome to the Greatest Music Podcast, where Andy makes us listen to the weirdest things you've ever heard. Where today we are taking on some guys that wanted to play classical music but only knew how to play one instrument each. My name is Ian. I'm Andy. And this is the Greatest Music Podcast.
1: So about a decade ago, I just make this stuff uh, up on the fly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so about a decade ago, I had a second job where I worked at a grocery store, and I worked usually like six to midnight, and I was one of the only responsible adults in the building. <laughs> um, wow! And so they put. <laughs> That's not the, saying yeah. much. Well, there was only usually a handful of employees there. Like, for a gigantic grocery store, there was maybe six employees overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, I got stuck on cashier a lot after Ooh. 10 p.m. And Because somebody would, you know, be a second shift or a third shift person, and they would come in and get their groceries, and then they didn't want to have them go through the self-checkout thing. Mm-hmm. Well, um, in the evening, it was usually a little slower. And so I would have more of an opportunity to just talk to people. And one of my ice breaking questions was, um, Hey, tonight we're talking about some music. What was your first concert? Mm-hmm. And I got some really great responses. Um, there was a couple people, you know, Elvis was the first concert. The Beatles were the first concert. Some Frank Sinatra, some tremendous ones. Uh, do you remember your first concert? Um, hmm.
0: I don't remember which one was first. There was a period in my life where I went to a lot of concerts, and they're all kind of like locked in the same vault, if you will. Then I don't okay. know which well, one came first. just pick one.
1: Pick the coolest one and just tell us. Oh, that. the coolest one. My first couple of concerts or were not that your cool. your favorite or
0: whatever. It doesn't matter. My first really memorable one, I went to see Phil Keggy. Do you know Phil Keggy? Yeah, the guitarist. Yeah, yeah, my dad took me. Um, and it was the first time I saw a guy play with a looper pedal, because um, it was
1: just him. That explains so much. Yeah,
0: he he just, it was him, the acoustic guitar, and his voice in this looper pedal. Uh, and that, I mean, Phil Keggy is one of the greatest guitarists of all time to begin with. But, I mean, he played, he played everything from, Penny Lane to Beethoven, you know, all the different parts and just kept looping them and singing the parts over top and it was
1: it was eye-opening experience for me. Hmm. Uh, mine was Green Day at the Farm Show Arena in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which will go down in infamy. Cuz that they are well, Kiss, I think in the 70s was the reason they didn't do any more until the 90s. And Green Day is the reason why they don't do any more concerts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, the oh, There's arena. a reason we don't do this. <laughs> well, they pick this. St- anyway. Uh, okay. Yeah, what do you expect so, to happen? Yeah. So all that then now to say, if it's someone that – that's usually an opening question for people just to break the ice, to get talking about things. And usually if I have more time with people – the second question I asked them is, if you were deserted on an island, and you could only have one album with you, uh-huh. that was a produced album, that was not a mixtape, it wasn't something you compiled, it could be a, what would your album be? And the album we are talking about today is the album that I would pick. It is called The Earth is Not a Cold Dead Place by a band called Explosions in the Sky. Oh, I apologize for everything that's about to happen. Does
0: it, this so, is your desert island album. Yeah, you have this. Any is, album this in is, the world, you could pick any, yep. and you go with these five tracks. Uh, yep, this is it's beautiful. It has um, no, no, I to don't care right about that. It. Would it, contextualize this because this has to be about context. What was I, happening I, in just, Andy's life when this happened? Like when this album came out, I, tell me about it. I,
1: I didn't come out about this album till long after it was made. So um, this album was made in 2003, 2001.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it's 2001 because it was just after it was just after the World Trade Center released in
1: 2003. Okay, but the, all the production and everything happened in 2001. This is the out uh, the band's third or fourth album. They are a post-rock band, even though they don't claim to be post-rock. So post-rock is like instrumental rock music. So there's no words. If you haven't listened yet, uh, forewarning, there are no lyrics on this. And I think that's why you hate it. Um, that's partly why you hate it. Because um, I've was i been all over Reddit, and I've had some interesting just articles that I've been reading and... Us as Americans in our current time, we have been so brainwashed into thinking music has to be four minutes. It has to be verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, and it has to be catchy. And it has to have lyrics that touch your soul and make you feel good, or make you want to dance, or whatever that crap is. Uh, and this pushes those norms. Wait a minute.
0: Back the trade up. Uh, let me ask you. And call- let me ask you a serious question. What do you think is the last thing I listened to with my two-year-old daughter yesterday afternoon before we went to a birthday party? What do you think the last thing was that I listened to?
1: Uh, It's you. I I don't know. Is it a kid thing?
0: I'm not going to give you any hints. You just insulted my, my musicality. Saying that music no, has to I be four this, minutes, and
1: it's got to be it's, this, it's got to be... It was a general statement of, I was throwing all of Americans under the bus. Look, it was Beethoven's Second like, Symphony,
0: my friend. If That's if what we feel listened like to. you like you
1: got thrown under the bus, I can't help sir. I think you, sir.
0: you were looking right into my eyes. You weren't saying all Americans. You were saying you, you fat donut eating, canon coffee drinking, so-and-so sitting in your bathrobe downstairs in your basement... You couch critic.
1: That's when, what you were saying. When, when have I ever said something like that you, to
0: you? you? Not all at once. You've thrown those pieces at me before.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, anyway, I love this piece whether you love it, and you, you are not going to take it from me. <laughs> so um, I think the intro to this music, for some reason... I decided to watch uh, the Friday Night Lights, not the movie, but the TV, TV, TV series. Okay, they're both both based on the same thing. Um, I've never seen the movie, but I know the movie had this band heavily as the soundtrack, mm. uh, uh, and so did the television show. That was one of the major links. So it was the general plot and the music. So it was a football thing and I'm normally not a sports ball kind of guy. Not at all. But but it was that was just the venue to get the drama. You know what I mean? It was a it was a drama show. It wasn't about football. Football just happened to be the flavor they chose to tell the stories in. And I loved the TV show, and I stayed up far too late nights binging episodes because, you know, they would cliffhang. And you're like, well, I have to know what happens next, and then the next episode would cliffhang. Anyway, the music stuck out to me instantly, and I feel this music just tells stories. And it could be whatever story – not whatever story, but it has a – Oh, it's, it's it's weird. It's open enough that you can put your story into it, but then it can also be specific enough that it can be something. Like, they had certain things that they had in their minds when they were recording this music and everything, which... Um, we should definitely talk about it. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the recording stuff, this was recorded and in, in done three days the whole album.
0: That's what they say. That's what they say. When I, when I was my, doing
1: my Wikipedia research on
0: this, it seemed like based on the author's writing that he was not, not entirely sold on the idea that it actually was done. But that's what the claim is. Three days. And that's not hard to do if you don't have to have vocals.
1: <laughs> I love your face. That is not, okay, all right, all right. Uh, there's so much complexity that went into this album. I think it's, um, I mean, yeah, it's only five pieces in 45 minutes, so. There's a lot of n- albums
0: anymore that are 10 songs and 30 minutes long. Like,
1: I, yeah. I had a lot of
0: respect for how long it went. I think part of the problem was it went that long. See, so. Mm my biggest bit of contention with this whole album is it, it didn't actually go that many places. Like when I, when I think of music uh, and I think of classical music, um, particularly, you know, cause this is where I would kind of shove this with like, without a lot of context, I would shove this into like a classical dimension. Post rock makes a lot of sense to me. I get that. Um, but for people that don't listen to post rock, think like, Classical music, modern instruments. Um, there wasn't as many twists and turns as I was hoping for, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like for the length that it was, it, it sounded like they were writing a soundtrack. And I, and I feel like there's a difference between a, a soundtrack and, and a standalone piece of music.
1: Because the soundtrack well, is was... meant
0: to support something.
1: Yeah, well it was they claim that it was a soundtrack in response to the crises that life has been given to them.
0: Yeah, so there's there's five guys in this band, right?
1: Yeah. There's three guitarists, a bass player, and a drummer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I mean their life must not be terrible. <laughs> like I I, I'm still like I I just keep coming back to this idea. There's 45 minutes of music, and there's five songs, and I know you said in the beginning that hey, there's not a uh, like they're not doing verse chorus bridge chorus, and I get that, but there there it, there is flow there is flow sure. to it yeah and there's a formula yeah and it, for sure and it's a nice flow and it's a nice formula I I get it I just think they spread it out so far. That there's not for me there wasn't enough going on um to to sort of justify that, and I'm not talking about that from like a Lair's point of view like there those three guitars are always doing
1: something um and they're doing something different, but I and they're interweaving each other throughout yeah. the whole album, and sometimes they're separated and sometimes they're weaved together, and sometimes they're playing off each other, and then sometimes they're even sort of clashing just enough to feel. Uh, like a dissonance, or to build attention. But yeah, I see or you smart for some people to say, "Why didn't they just delete that section?" <laughs> no, I think, I think it was all purposeful. It was. Oh sure, the. I mean, yes. Okay, I will give you. It is sort of formulaic, and a, each song sort of has the same flow. It's start with a, a, a an idea, build it, yep, build it to the to point. Get it, bu- build it to a point of tension, then release it, and then try to resolve it back to the beginning piece. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and and that's, that's 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 I think fairly typical of of this style of music and the purpose of this kind of music,
1: but but in th- classical music, does that too? It does. They just do it with more complexity and more pieces. There you go, more complexity. I wanted more
0: complexity. Like I I wanted something to hit me out of nowhere. This this flowed way too much for me. Like
1: like And see that's the part I love about this entire album. I know and
0: and, that, and you like that sort of thing and I do too and I I actually was fairly impressed that it it wove together because I didn't realize how many songs were on this album. Like I just turned it on and let it play. I didn't know when one song began and one song ended and there's a beauty There's only
1: one transi- there's only one transition where you're like, "Oh, they switch to a new song right there. Yeah, but it and because they switch keys.
0: Yeah, and that and that's really like it. But I was hoping for like a smack out of left field at some point, or like I
1: can I can see like that. something
0: new coming, like bring in a new instrument out of nowhere. Like I just kept thinking, man, some some like horns or a timpani to add this like whoa bit would be. But real- that's not who they are. I know, but that. I feel like that's where it needed to go. There needed to be something that just kind of hit me somewhere along the way, like a sucker punch or something to, to like, because otherwise for me, it just fell into the background. It didn't like, it didn't hold my attention.
1: And I think that's, that's why I've chosen this, this, I say this album is my desert Island because it can draw. It has enough for me that it can be forefront, and I can be actively listening, and I can just be in it. Mm-hmm. But then it also could be the soundtrack when I'm driving somewhere and we're talking, and it's just l- so low in the background that it's like we're in a you know a television show, and it's just the music that has to be underneath because we can't deal with silence. Um, and it sounds weird in movies and stuff to not have music underneath emotional, uh, you know, communication. <laughs> it can, t- it can play that role. Uh, even though life is not like that, like it can disappear into the background, but it's still like there.
0: Yeah. And, see, and I don't like things like that in life. I like, like, I want,
1: I generally don't either. And so that surprises me. I think the big part of this music is I feel hope in this music. Oh, yeah. The whole way through it. And that's, Every, almost every single review of this is like, there's this beauty of underlying hope that this album just, if you really actively listen to it, just can stir inside of you. And I think that's that's the draw for me. That's the big draw for me. And they root it, and we had this conversation over, uh, just throughout the week about... You were asking about the titles of the songs and the title of the album. Yeah, and so the uh, the album is called "The Earth Is Not a Cold Dead Place," and apparently somewhere on the record or in some of the liner notes, it says "The Earth Is Not a Cold Dead Place" because you are breathing, because you are listening. And I and I had I just found that this morning, so like that was not a thing for me, <laughs> but just the bits and pieces of. They gave you just enough to like. Here's an idea, like your hand in mine. It was just like, okay, think about relationships in yourself. You, should, you know, your relationships with people, or um, the first one, uh, first breath after a coma. I like. I've never experienced that, but um, just like the start of the, the the kick drum with the do 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 do. Do, do And it was the heartbeat, and then the show th- guitar is doing a dee, 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 dee And it felt like a, a monitor. And it was just like, they have built the story in my mind just with music. And that's the part that I but just would love they ha- about would this. But would
0: they have if there wasn't a title to the song? Like, if you wouldn't have yes, read the title, absolutely. would you have put all that together and been like, this Yes, is-
1: be- Well, no. Uh, uh, but... This songs would have still given given me this, there's a thing, there's attention, then there's a release into yeah. hope. I would have gotten that 100%. I mean, that's why I started listening to him, because it was the background to this TV show, and I was like, this music is phenomenal, and then looked it up, and it was like, it's this album, and it's this song, and it's all that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm in.
0: What else was going on during that part in your life? I'm curious. What, when was this?
1: I don't remember where were you Um, living. We were still, uh, we were with my parents um, on Fox Street in Pennsylvania. So that would have been the three years before we moved here. Three years. So that would have been like okay. So that would have been um, after I lost my job. Our house Uh was foreclosed. Um, I mean, that's why I'm clinging to hope. Um, uh, This is making
0: so much (laughs) more sense.
1: Good. So and I was working at the the. The um the, the, bookstore. the Grocery store, the grocery well yeah I was working at the bookstore too and working at the grocery store. Um, we became pregnant with twins. They spent four and a half months in the NICU. Um, it was either before or after they came home. Uh, it was us trying to plan a church in Nashville and that falling apart. It was just searching and then winding up having to work at a hospital in insurance verification <laughs> mm-hmm. and scheduling. Um, and so yeah, I guess I'm fighting off nostalgia monster pretty heavy here, but it it has grown. Be like I don't associate that. I I had to like. I don't think you have
0: to. I I think it's this. This was exactly what Andy needed at a certain point in his life, mm-hmm. and so it will always be exactly what Andy needs because Andy's made it through the crap into a spot where the the hope has prevailed. And and this this reminds you of that, and that's beautiful.
1: Well, it always has, and I and I mean that title. The Earth is not a cold, dead place. Mm-hmm. Like I believe that even after life has kicked the crap out of us multiple multiple times, you can still come out and go. No, it it, it is still because we are still breathing. We are still listening. You know, it's still beautiful. It is.
0: It is. I get it now. Okay. I get it. All right. So let, <laughs> let's let talk about the instrumentation. Because right, this so this was I- another bit of contention I have with this as a piece.
1: Okay. So I also have to remind you. So as a guitar player, Strymon Electronics, the guitar pedal, you know, Big Sky and all those, they're a big pedal company for all you listening, the guitar pedal company they didn't start till 2009 okay okay so they're not using any of their equipment so any guitar you hear that has a delay or a reverb or whatever and it's a professional 75 percent of the time i would say there's a strymon electronic pedal on their pedal board these dudes were not using that they were using the cheap junk that we were using <laughs> they they The most advanced pedal was the Line 6 DL4, the Green Beast. You know which one I'm talking about?
0: There's still a place for the Green Beast on almost everybody's pedal board. I love that I had
1: one for a long time, and I wound up getting rid of it and went to the carbon copy because that was the only setting I ever turned the DL4 on. So I was like, why do I have this gigantic thing when I can do it in a a piece that's this big? Because that's the only delay that I prefer to use. Um. And they didn't—they didn't have pedal boards. They never had pedal boards. They would throw all their crap in a suitcase and pull it out and just lay it down on the floor of the stage and hook everything up like we used to do back in the day before you didn't know any better. And it's just beautiful.
0: You—you love—you love that story. That these are the guys just doing the best they can with what they got you will buy an old shoe being thrown at a wall because it was the best old shoe that band could afford (laughs) and say it was the perfect shoe at the perfect time. Yeah. I'm not worried about the tones that they picked. They wouldn't be the tones I would pick a lot of time. My, my frustration came in with this is, this is solely a music album and there is so much more you can do with a guitar to to get sound and feel out of it that just wasn't there. They were they were very static sounds. They were good tones. Don't get me. It's very static tones. Though. the tone itself wasn't changed or manipulated throughout the sound by the way that they were playing it. Like the way that they got the dynamics was turn this up, pull this down, turn this up, pull this down, and it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked. But what I was longing for was something that showed me. That while they were recording this, they knew that that's what they wanted to do, and I sure. and I didn't feel yeah. that. I feel like we're going to record all of this bit, and then in post production, we'll figure out how to make it not be boring.
1: Mm, I disagree on it being boring, but <laughs> well, um, that's just a and lack and of if words. You listen, sure. So so if you listen to other albums, they've done multiple albums, and they've changed their style. So I think it was a very intentional. I, this is just. I'm at 10,000 feet with them. Like I I don't know more than this album. Like I've listened to other stuff, and I like their other things, but I don't like their other things as much as I love this. Um, And they have changed a lot, a lot. So I think it was a very intentional move. I know you don't like it, but it's it's the same argument that we had with Grateful Dead or with – it was – they were strawberries and cream and they played strawberries and cream the whole time. And if you don't like strawberries and cream, then it's not your thing.
0: No, but I don't think this is that way because I do like what they're doing. I think one thing that could have made it great was for them to show a bit more of their prowess with their instrument. If a cellist, if all the cellist does is pluck the cello the whole time, I'm not going to consider them a great cellist. And so they have these guitar movements where you know they're pulling back. Well, when you play a guitar lighter to make it, less loud the the timbre of the instrument changes and the tone of the instrument changes but we don't get that here and same as if you play louder and you dig in you can push that amp to move and do other things and get a different tone and so i would think when they were moving forward and back like like i I, you know like when just think of a concert when the guy pops up to do his part of the solo you know he walks forward and he starts digging in you know and he's playing his part To me it felt very static, almost like they were just on like a like a a conveyor belt, like, oh, this guy comes forward now, roll him back, this guy comes forward. And it wasn't like I'm taking the lead now. Like it didn't have that feel where like now it's my turn, let me do my thing. You know?
1: And I don't think they ever that was not that's not a part of the record though. I
0: want that to be a part of the record.
1: Well no, that's the beauty of it. (laughs) Is it's this Gross harmoniousness. But it's not Uh, gross. The the whole...
0: It was fine.
1: But that's what I mean. It's like, it's the interweaving of all the parts at all the times. It's no one stands out. No one's, no one, the music was about the collective. (laughs) It wasn't about the piece, the solo piece. And that's the part that I love about
0: this. Yeah, but I'm not saying that they would even have to do a solo and bring it to the front. But there's there's a change in, like, they move those layers around so that you get more of this riff over top of this one and then they keep the riffs and they just change who's out in front of the mix like like Fader. I think they
1: did some of that there was sometimes where there was just this gnarly like distorted guitar way off in the left field and it was just going yeah and then the other guy was going you know over top of it and it, you could feel that that sure. he was pushed to the front, and then the drums would be like right here. It, it Did you listen to this in headphones by chance? No. Oh, it, you would get a much different uh, the sonicness. How they use panning as well makes a difference. Um, is yeah, it's a big, big difference. Um, and I would give the producer John Congleton a big. I, I've never heard of him before. Apparently, he's a, five. the uh, the Paper Chase. Are you familiar with I've that band? I've heard of them. I've heard of them, too. Um, so I had to look into him. Uh, right, I'm going to show you this Wikipedia. I don't know if you can see this. I see a big glowing rectangle, but
0: I don't see uh, any of the words.
1: I can't get it. All right. Well, it's from here, and I'm going to go. That's all the artists he's just used. There must be 100 artists on here. And it's and some of them are people I've never even heard of, but then there's bigger people like Guster and Bono and Phoebe Bridges and Franz Ferdinand, Erica Badu, um, um, uh, what's her? What's uh, I just Marilyn Manson, um, Nelly Furtado.
0: He's very eclectic.
1: um, The Roots. Yeah. Okay. And our connection, oh, Kurt Franklin was really funny. Yeah. I thought that was a weird oddball one. But Jackman. the other one, ah, Regina Specter. You worked with Regina Specter. No, it makes yeah, a lot so, of sense. Okay, so the Killers, uh, a bunch of different people.
0: So I'm a little more buying your story that this is what they wanted it to sound like. Based on those artists, they have a very distinct sound. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's their sound like you can't you can't mess with like my understanding of regina specter when she comes in the studio she's like here's my song we're just gonna play it um and that's the song just mix it don't produce Mm -hmm. it don't do anything with it so maybe maybe there's a little bit of truth to they wanted it to sound like that i don't want it to sound that way (laughs) 'Cause I, think, well, you're I not, think it's boring. You're
1: not a member of Explosions in the Sky, so <laughs>
0: And the world's a better place for that. Uh, but yeah, okay. I don't know. It I felt like there <laughs> could be so much more. And when I was listening to it, I was trying to to create the space for it to play out. Like I turned this on like my Bluetooth speakers um, in my house and and turned it up loud. So it could just feel like I could get some space between me and the music and just let it Mm -hmm. kind of go around me. Because I was I was playing this like an orchestra. Like I like when I listen to classical music, I like it to be loud. Um, Like I want it jacked up almost the whole way. And I want a lot of space between me and the speaker. So I feel like I'm in a room with it.
1: Right, that's how you listen to classical music. You go into a gigantic room yeah. and you sit in the middle of the room and then there's 150 pieces in front of you. Now you have to also consider there's five of them and then there's a 150-piece symphony orchestra.
0: Well, there's also amplification versus no amplification. True. You know?
1: Um, so it's,
0: it's... But that's, that's it's the mindset I was in. Different shades of colors. Yeah, but that's the mindset I was in when I came to this. I was like, all right, I'm going into this... This rock music experience, this is going to be, uh, you know, like they're clearly trying to tell a story. So I'm going to hear the instruments tell me the different parts of what's happening. And it's going to take me on a journey from A to B. Um, And I got all of that, but I got it in a lot less emotional draw than I wanted to get it in. Like, I, I feel like it was way too cleaned up. okay
1: I disagree I don't know
0: I I know and and I don't I don't think that there's a way but I think a large part of this is this this album is you like if if I had to give a a personality to like Andy's spirit band like this would be it this fits so much of your story and your life and and your drive of where you're going so, I think that you're you're bringing all of that unknowingly into the music, the same way, probably, yeah, the same way I do with a lot of bands, too, and a lot of people are like, "Dude, that like Regina Specter, you're like, "Nope, nope, nope, <laughs> like you don't have to do that, <laughs> you know, but yes, she does, you know, I like, and so I think that's where yeah. like i if they're going to tell me the story or if I'm going to inject myself into the story i'm I'm like I, I, I'm willing. Like I was willing to walk the first two times I listened to this, but after that, there wasn't anything where I felt like they were talking to me, you
1: know. Um, sure. So, interesting. And see, I feel like every so- Oh yeah, it, we just are arriving at this at two different locations. Yeah, and it's wild. Um, other part of it now. In a lot of the articles, whether it was Wikipedia or some other ones I read, they were talking about this whole 9-11 thing being a part of it. But the band says it wasn't. But I think it's a subconscious thing. Mm-hmm. You know, It was a, a, a turmoiled time. They also talked about the uh, cursed su- Kursk submarine uh, catastrophe that happened at that same time. And I read a little bit, and that sounds just terrible can you tell me about um, it
0: because i saw that on the wikipedia page too but i didn't have time to get back
1: to yeah it. so just a ge- um the real generic overview that i understand the russian navy in um uh, that time they have a re- well we, we yeah, don't talk we're, about
0: that right now <laughs> uh, well we are because
1: it comes back around they have a very big ship called the kursk so it's k-u-r-s-k uh, submarine. It's one of the biggest submarines, I think. And so it was able... They were told to keep um, active bombs. I think they were one of the few uh, vessels that were allowed to keep them at all times. Mm-hmm. And so they went out for some training exercises. Um, and they had some things go wrong. And essentially... It filled up with water, and it sank, and then a lot of the—it was a big crew. It was like 150. It's a gigantic piece. 118 people were on board, um, Mm -hmm. and it was a naval exercise they were doing. Some things went wrong. Um, Things were initiated. They got sunk to the bottom of the sea, and a bunch of the guys got to go up in the front— and they were going to be in the front, you know, because they're partialed. They have like different, um, I don't know, chambers, I guess it would be. And they rushed to the front and they survived there. And then something else happened and it ignited all the oxygen in the vessel. So, not, so it would have, yeah, your eyes are huge right now. It sounds like it would have been just complete and utter torture for 100 and, um, not that we need to put any more fire on Vladimir Putin's uh, flames, but he, uh, he initially continued his vacation at a seaside resort, and he authorized um, when he got word of this, and he authorized the Russian Navy to accept British and Norwegian offers uh, of assistance for after five days had passed since the accident. So he he didn't respond. And he didn't jump on, like, let's get this figured out right away. He finished his vacation out. And, yeah, it's kind of – and then it's a response to, like, what do you do with that? Like, this tragedy and then someone that has power doesn't respond in an appropriate manner. And then 9-11 happens and we go, what do we do with that? And I think they all had just, you know – personal lives as well you know they would have been young 20 somethings i think at this point in time dealing with developing relationships with people as, as an adult which you know is a weird thing to be doing and to initiate uh, love relationships with people and have your heart broken and all of that and the response is the earth is not a culted place I love that you've cried twice now. Shut up! I'm not crying. <laughs> My voice um, has gotten broken up, but I'm not crying. I I just think it's that's magical. It is for all of that to be. Uh, I was having a conversation with uh, a friend of mine. I'm on a board, uh, this cycling without aging. This like bike that we, it's a trike yeah, bike. And your big tricycle that need. Yeah, and we need we give rides to people that can't ride bicycles anymore and just to give them an opportunity for freedom and all that kind of stuff and um i was meeting with pat one of the ladies on the board and she was talking about how they went on a cruise to puerto rico and she's one of these ladies that just has the biggest heart and wants to help everybody all the time and her husband's like you can't save the world she's like but i gotta try and um she was like it was it was really difficult for her to go. And it was like, oh, you're in this tropical oasis of beauty. And then you turn and you look 45 degrees this way and you see people living in utter poverty and in their own filth. And then we look past that and we turn another 90 and then we go back to the tropicals, you know. And she was like, it was nearly impossible for me to enjoy the beauty because I saw the disaster next to it. And so it's that... Both it's the and Joshua thing that,
0: uh, Tree by
1: YouTube. Yeah. Um, and so it's that I know we've talked about that. This both and thing of life is both amazingly amazing and completely horrific all at the same time. Yeah. And we have to find it's both of those things at the same time. It's one and or the other and both all at the same time. And how do we compartment? We can't compartment compartmentalize it and it's all there and i think it's a great rock and roll expression of how to handle that and i think that might i get your classical comparison but it's not the same thing but it is the same thing but it's not the same thing (laughs) you know what i mean like i don't think it's if you told somebody this is rock and roll classical music i don't think that's a an accurate description I really don't. It resembles it at some point, but it's not that. Like a bobcat and a lynx. I don't know the difference, so I'm (laughs) going to take your word on it. And I think that proves the point.
0: All right. So is the album technically great?
1: 100%.
0: Heck
1: yes. (laughs) It is beautiful. You don't hear clipping in it? I heard some the symbols the symbols get a little crispy. They get a little
0: crispy and there's a, there's a general a few times when it gets loud. I I you could definitely hear the compressor kick on hard. That where yeah. it was like boom like no like And I worry about that. It was recorded in a basement. It was recorded by people that had no money and were working jobs. So this was, this was the best boot that they had to hit the floor with. I get it.
1: And in the panning and everything, oh, there's some beautiful moments where there's great separation, and there's moments where they bring it all together, and then they pull it all apart. Yeah, yeah no amount really of icing good. can make
0: a shit cake taste good. No, I've heard no, that before. No, no it I've is heard. not.
1: No, it is not. <laughs> I no, don't know. It, I, I have some issues with, with... It does have some issues. I will address that there's some times where it does feel like it gets squished.
0: Yeah, hard. Painfully hard. Turn it up loud and it will hurt you.
1: But I... But I didn't think I'd I catch think that, that did you? That's not enough. <laughs> I don't think that's enough to take its greatness away. Because uh, everything has flaws.
0: I don't know. Regina Spector is pretty
1: perfect. Pretty perfect.
0: Pretty perfect.
1: Well, I mean, we've talked about this so many other times that people, they ha- it's perfect, but there's no feeling, there's no thing behind it, but the music's technical. Adele, it was perfect. It was 100% perfect, and I think this was the good balance of it was as perfect as they could get it.
0: See, and that's why I kind of disagree, because the playing doesn't change. The playing's very static.
1: Uh,
0: and I I don't know. This is the first time I've actually felt like I had good reasons why it wasn't technically perfect. <laughs> like, it, the microphones were in the right place. I get that. But, but the technical precision of playing it, I don't think was there. I... I, I I don't know there, and there wasn't like a we're in a whole room and the take gelled together kind of feel either. They were very distinctly recorded bits, like tracked out. It wasn't wasn't like a, who's a whatsy that we listened to way back in the beginning, Grace Potter, where you expect the mistakes to be there because they did it as a take as a band or like the
1: Beatles mm-hmm. did as a take as a band. I I can't. The Joshua Tree was the same way. Too. Yeah,
0: I can't I can't do that here because it was tracked and so it it should i don't know i can't i can't go that far i can't
1: just because there were some moments that were overly compressed
0: i think overly compressed and and there were some like some of the stuff distorted it just and i don't think it served the song i don't think it made it any better like, Because sometimes you can distort and overdrive what you're doing and it serves what's going on. To me, it didn't. To me, it was one of those like, ugh, ugh. You know, it was cringy feeling.
1: And see, I thought that was the tension that they were bringing to the to the album.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't, the reason I don't feel that way is because I don't hear it any other points along the way. I don't hear it ever happen with the the guitars never bring it like that. The bass never brought it like that to me it was a mistake like it, it was ah uh, we already tracked the drums okay. so we can't go back for it you know like we don't have a budget to go back and get that cymbal hit correctly you know or to retake that that doesn't mean it was played bad but it wasn't captured the right way and and they were going for the correct kind of cap like
1: I don't know I don't okay we'll have to pass on it because we disagree all right is it emotionally great? You go first. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm gonna say. Yes, one hundred percent is emotionally. I feel all the things when this when this I, I listened to it again this morning because I woke up at five thirty and I couldn't go back to sleep and I put my headphones in I, noise cancellation headphones, and I just lay there in bed and listened to this whole thing and I felt all the things.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go with you on this one. I The first couple of times I listened to it, I was like, I totally get it. I get the story that they're telling me without having to be an exact bit of time. It didn't last as long for me as I was hoping it would.
1: But, yeah, I, I think for people... And to do it with no lyrics either, to give you no context, to do that all through the simplicity of the guitars it's something I, I think i
0: think I, I and i think in some ways it's it's all, it can be easier without lyrics too because then they don't have to match like things don't have to add up because you're really leaving it open to interpretation which is why i wanted the technical side to be better but yeah i get it like okay. there's a story there i love the arc and flow i don't hate this as much as i'm i'm pushing back on you about it so please don't feel it. like i would give this like an 80 out of a hundred. Um,
1: but yeah. That's, there is no amount. I know I got butt hurt when you hated Ozma, but I realized that was a very, a very niche thing. You, there's nothing you can say that will make me offended over this album. Okay.
0: Packaging. There's no part of the packaging that was done wrong with this. I love the cover. And the cover has been ripped off so many times now. Um, the cover's fantastic. And I think the cover portrays what they're doing with the music, which makes it helpful. It makes me believe that what they were doing with the music was more intentional, um, because it, it it almost had a psychotic feel to it, you know, like like somebody grinding it into like a jail cell. Which I know it doesn't look like that, but that's the impression. Like, just I'm going to write the night one more day, one more day. Like, just keep going, keep going, keep going. Like, there's a. There's this internal drive, whether it's born out of frustration or hope or mm-hmm. or whatnot. I, I loved the cover for that. It gave me so many different ideas. I could have that in a you know a fifty foot by fifty foot frame on my wall and just look at it. I would love,
1: I would love to have that as an art piece. Yeah. 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 Uh, Esteban Ray was the guy that designed the cover, and um, Harsky, he's the drummer. Christopher, I think it was his first name, he says um, that the way we could kind of imagine that it was written by someone who sees all the horror and terror in the world, but who is also trying to look at all the wonderful and beautiful things. And so they said it was sort of like um, uh, like a journal, someone like just completely trying to convince themselves yeah. of this thing uh, And the inside sleeve. Which was uh, like a bush with doves flying out of it. A sketch of lifeless autumn autumn autumnal? Is that how you would say it? Autonomous? Uh, Autonomal? No, it's it's autumn with A L on the end. So it's autumnal. Autumnal. It's autumn leaves. Okay. Of, sketch of, of the lifeless time period. Autumn, of autumn. leaves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's An a word. Autumn leaf wistfully tumbling in the air only to transform into the bo- body of a fluttering butterfly. Or a butterfly, a fluttering dove. Excuse me. I got Strymon on my mind because Strymon is a type of butterfly. So sorry. I mm-hmm. got them all.
0: I don't like that part. I just want the cover. <laughs> Leave it at that. Don't don't take me too far in any direction.
1: Yeah. Well, and then uh, I do the flow of things, and I think the packaging was beautiful there. Yeah. Okay. The flow I agree. of the songs 100%. is good. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Is it honestly so th- two for three? Two for three. Is it honestly and authentically great? you already know my I know your answer I know your answer for all of these I I, I I have to go with yes but I feel like it's because some of the parts are missing um this is a hard category because it is based on the music and the lyrics telling the same story I think the songs together tell the same story um and the album works as a single piece or as five tracks and sometimes even as pieces within the tracks. Um, So, yeah, I want to say that it's, it's honest and authentic because it all, all the pieces line up together under the same heading. Um, So, yeah, but this one, I feel that the category doesn't, our category doesn't work so well with this, but, the stories all line it. up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the same. It's, yeah, I agree. Okay. There's not multiple stories in one. It's one just big collective story. You wanted to see more out of the story, but the, all the story lines up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see them look at different buildings as they walk down the road. I wanted them to notice a butterfly. I wanted them to see a crack in the ground. And it's like the person's walking by all of those things that are happening around them and just keep moving forward.
1: Does mm-hmm. that make sense? You wanted to you wanted to see the pile of garbage next to the the park.
0: Yeah, I wanted that to like f- like fly by at certain points mm-hmm. and, and take me that direction for a split second, and then like I just wanted to know more about them, you know, like as people. Yeah. Like, what is it about it that they're seeing? Can you like? Can you give me a little more of that? Um, which
1: did, which I did you watch the con. Did you watch the concert I, I sent I watched you? like
0: the first 10 minutes of it before Maggie was like, hell no, we're not doing this. Put on Bubble Guppies. <laughs> Maggie was over this album pretty quick.
1: <laughs> well, because it's it's niche. It's, it's niche for sure. Not everybody's going to like this album. But for the people that like this album, they love this. I mean, yeah. this has been critically acclaimed of this is sort of put on the top shelf of what post-rock is, even though these guys will deny it. To the hilt. Oh, that's part of their music. This is um this is the quintessential album for post rock. Oh,
0: I can see how it gave birth to a lot of what I now think of when I think of post rock. Like I see the foundation for some of this.
1: This is Michael Jackson to pop music, this is them to post rock.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh-huh,
1: that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs>
0: All right. So yeah, is the whole band great? Three for four. Yeah, we are three for four. And and me, I just go back to that. I didn't hear any the musical prowess that I wanted to hear. I, I heard clean sounds and distorted sounds, but I didn't hear them made. I, I heard them produced. And that makes me struggle a little bit with something like this.
1: But see, I think this was them trying to capture it. They, they feel like a garage band to me, for sure. Like, this is f- dudes playing in the basement, and they learned this stuff, and then it was like, now we have to try and figure out how to record this. I, I put it sort of like Dave Matthews. They are so much better live, but they have to record the album to have something to tour off of to sell so they can make a living kind of deal. That's that's my impression and take on this. Have you seen them live? Uh, I know. I almost got to see them in Columbus at the same place we would have seen reliant K uh-huh. if you could have made it. Um, so a smaller venue. I wanted so bad to see them, but I have not unfortunately. Okay. They are probably top 3 bands of if they come around again, I will st- I will make my wife mad and sacrifice lots of things to go see this concert. And I didn't do that when they came around the first time, and I regret it, and I should have. Gotcha.
0: All right, so we're four for five. Um, Am I changed? Did you give that to him or no? Yeah. Because I don't have anything good to fight it with. I... I don't know if my actual beef is with the technicality of the recording or with them as musicians, so I don't know. And because because we said no to technically, I'm willing to be like, okay, the whole band's great, that's fine. Um, because it's one of the two things: either it wasn't technically pulled off correctly, or the whole band isn't that great at their instruments, and I don't know which one it is.
1: Watch. Oh, I'll put a link to the YouTube show that I like. And it has most of this album in it, and it's just they're just head down, plan, and they interweave with each other. Everything that I love about this album, I I think it was all intentional.
0: Okay, cool. I don't think you like standout things. You like packages. You you don't like the bits and pieces. You're you're not a, a box full of chocolates kind of guy, are you?
1: No, because I don't like all of you see? them. See, there it is. Okay, I want the caramel. Yeah, you just and I want vanilla cream, and I want Irish cream. Maybe I don't want any of that fancy like passion fruit bull crap. Uh, you don't let. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm getting it now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we learn so
0: much about each other, don't yeah. we? Every week, I could write a book about you at the moment. Am I changed? I am not changed. I don't know if I. This. I don't
1: know if I like that or not.
0: <laughs> it would be funny. <laughs> Well, <laughs> there's
1: that.
0: <laughs> Have you watched? You're not changed, huh? No, not at all. I'm glad I listened to it, like, and and I can see parts of it, but there's never going to be, at least I don't think, where I stand right now, there's never going to be a time like, I'm going to turn that album on, <laughs> or the the album title, I love the phrase, I love a good title, big fan of titles. Um, And I love the artwork. That would be the part that sticks with me. None of the music will
1: stick with me. Hmm. Okay. This has rocked me to the core and has come. This was one of those moments where there was a fork in the road and this album made me choose the other direction. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Whatever. Teary-eyed number four. This is only.
0: what that was teary-eyed moment number four.
1: I did was not uh, teary. Uh-huh. I saw it. No, I was not teary. Uh-huh. I will. I, I will admit those other ones were. That one was not. That was just a gravel in the throat. Start start over again. <clears throat> we'll see it
0: happen. We'll make it cry number five.
1: No, I <laughs> seriously this this is changed. This is the desert island album for me. This is the one that when I need inspiration, when I need anything when i need hope when i need something when i need a win in life okay don't you dare i did it i stopped myself this is the album i put on this is jan wiedemann's carol king tapestry this is my this is your regina specter album whatever it is i don't know which one you prefer or is it the whole collective this is my album I would say if you and if you go on hold, so maybe this will give you some context. My next like favorite full album from start to finish, it's a collective piece, would be Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Once again, it's the big package and it's the journey and the flow, and that's
0: exactly what I thought of when I listened to this part of the way through. I was like, this is a much cleaner take on on a Pink Floyd feel of an album.
1: Yeah, this is '90s grunge boys doing their take and version on mm-hmm. it. And if you think this is this is two thousand one, you know, ish, when this was made. So there is a lot that we've experienced in the twenty, almost twenty years since this album. Yeah, next year I wonder if they're gonna tour next year and do a twenty twenty year. Ooh, I will cry. <laughs> if <laughs> I, I see them cry. play this live, I will be crying. <laughs>
0: and that'll be our first video <laughs> episode of the greatest music podcast.
1: <laughs> uh. Well, thanks for going on the adventure with me. I le- I know you don't like it, but I do. Oh, I
0: don't. I didn't dislike it by any stretch of the imagination. I just I think I came knowing how hyped you were about it. I came in with much different expectations and they weren't met.
1: And that might have been my fault.
0: But it's life, <laughs> you know. Yeah. When your when your best friend comes up, and is like, dude, you have to listen to this. This is something, and you're like, I, yeah, it's it's music. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, hard. I
1: mean, we talk about the things that we love, right? Yeah. You know, when uh, like I went to Indianapolis and probably had the best taco of my entire life. I'm not going to not tell people <laughs> about that. Paco's Taqueria, Southport, Indianapolis. If you get the chance, order the tacos El pastor. It was phenomenal. Orchata. Eh. But the taco was well worth. See, it.
0: and there's a whole sermon series in there. If there's something I love, I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna not talk about it. Case in point: that was tacos. The, <laughs> that,
1: yeah. Well, that was the illustration. That one, I think I sent you, Tim Mackey from the Bible Project. That one with the um, the, you knew you sent it to me. The one where he draws the line in the circles mm-hmm. and the heaven and the earth thing. Yeah. If you watch the full thing, he talks about the taco joint in Portland Yeah, and he's like, we're compelled, you know? And so I'm compelled to talk about this music because it is the thing that I love the most. Sorry, children. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Uncle Roger. All
0: right. Next week on The Greatest Music Podcast, we're going to talk about another one of Andy's favorite bands of all time. Uh, we've made a playlist for everybody there's, on Spot. Hey, a... this is my outro. Uh,
1: I need to caveat that, though. <laughs> Andy's
0: favorite, second favorite band of all time. You're going to get to hear him gush about Weezer. We made a playlist for you guys. There's 10 songs. It by no means encapsulates all of Weezer, but uh, we tried to grab... I only got
1: to pick five of them. I only got to pick so... five of them. I know, and you picked five crappy ones, and I picked five amazing ones. I think
0: I picked the five that most people will understand and relate to. Sure. Um, and uh-huh. you picked the ones that people are like, why did they even bother recording that?
1: <laughs> and we'll get into that argument later. Yeah.
0: Um, so hit us up on, on Facebook and Instagram, not Twitter, not don't worry about the knots just uh the anchor website and leave a review um and things like that so that we get into algorithms and so that more people find our our web space and songs and music talking thank you good night
1: (laughs) i love you ian
0: (laughs) i'll see you in the future we'll see you in the future